It's Wednesday, July 23rd. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today for Motley Fool Funds, Bill Barker. Happy Wednesday, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Earnings Palooza rolls on. We will talk Apple, Pepsi, Comcast. It is also it's National Hot Dog Day. And if you think we're not going to talk about that, then it's obviously your first time you ever listening to Market listening Foolery. to the wrong show. Uh, let's start with Apple. Third quarter results, they sold over 35 million iPhones. Revenue came in north of $37 billion. Profit was $7.7 billion. Shares up around 3% this morning. Once again, seems like yet another really good quarter for Apple. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think they sold most of them to uh, uh, my family. Uh, <laughs> really? Based on, yeah, my children's abilities to acquire break and acquire new iPhones and iPods and, and things like that. So it's not that you have this massive family with dozens of children. It's that you seems have, like it. You have three children who, based, <laughs> who keep breaking iPhones based on Apple's uh, sales. Uh, yeah, but uh, there are others out there. That are in the same boat, right? I mean, you're once you're locked into the ecosystem, and the, the kids get older, and they need their phones, and they want their iPods. I, it's a totally different experience in a lot of ways. So Apple is frequently expected to produce like the next thing that is going to be as disruptive and transformative as the iPhone. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many things there are in our lives that are in that category as transformative. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good name. Seven. <laughs> I don't think I can name seven, but if I had to name seven, at least three of them would be from Apple. I mean, the iPod completely disrupted the music industry. It was not the first MP3 player, but it was uh, something. It that, was the first MP3 player you used. Yes, me too. Uh, the iPhone, not the first mobile phone, but completely disrupted that industry, and the iPad created a new industry. So I was driving um, in upstate New York this week and I was driving three 11 and 12 year old girls for three hours from Albany to up into the Adirondacks and their mothers um, had indicated their sympathy with my doing this uh, in the form of like how much noise there was going to be in the car driving these three <laughs> friends for three hours uh, and there was no noise at all because they were just on their iPhones the whole time just watching downloaded TV shows um, and and it's transformative in that respect, in both I think a good and bad way, it which we all probably feel, you know, <laughs> at times. So why am I actually using this device so much? Um, there, the, most of the time you love it, and then sometimes you take a step back and say, yeah, we're we're all losing something. Uh, part of Apple's quarter, or I should say, the analysis of Apple's quarter had to do with looking ahead to the iPhone six, and uh, you see these numbers being thrown out. Of, you know, one number I saw this morning: one analyst predicts that for the iPhone six, 140 million to be sold in the first 12 months of its existence. Um, but whether it's the iPhone six or the much rumored iWatch, it it does seem like, to the point you made earlier, yes, there is. This pressure, this expectation of Apple to deliver the next big thing, and I think people are looking. More people, I think, are looking at the iWatch than they are the iPhone six, because in some ways, it's a little harder to imagine some new feature on the iPhone six that is transformative in the way that a new device could be. Um, is that the way when you're thinking about this stock? 
um, because this is a stock that has done quite well over the last 12 months. Um, so, in some ways, they're a victim of their own success. But is if you're looking at the stock today, you're not an owner of it, or you are an owner and you're looking for the next gain of 15%, is that where it's going to come from the iWatch, or is it just going to come from the refresh cycle of phones and you're hoping that the iPhone 6 is going to be a big hit? I would be betting against the iWatch as being the, you know, fourth step, you know, fourth time lightning strikes, you know, after the the iPod, iPhone and and iPad. It it and that has something to do with my bias against watches. Clearly, I'd be, I've yeah. never worn one and will not be wearing the the iWatch no matter what it is because that that's just a, a personal bias and I feel like my phone does everything that that would probably do, including uh, tell time. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, but I, you know, Apple, the the media uh, watching of it is always on. Is it going to prov- produce some device? Whether it's ITV, whether it's iWatch, Apple's always very cagey about these things. Um, but you know, they they the iPhone was rumored for a long time, and the iPad was rumored for a long time. So it was out there, and both times it, it was a wild sex success beyond what anybody could have. Uh, hoped for, and um, you know, so maybe the iWatch or ITV could be that. But uh, right now, I think the stock is more or less priced based on um, actual financial results, uh, which are pretty, which are very good. You know, uh, talked about the billions, uh, the millions in sales, leading to billions of dollars of profits, and and that's a good enough way to look at this uh, at the stock. Second quarter profits for Pepsi fell 2%, but that was still better than expected. Uh, as we talked about yesterday with Coca-Cola, uh, you look at North America, soda volumes down for Pepsi as well, down 2%. Uh, but snack volumes up 2.5%. And so, Pepsi's stock is this morning up more than 3% as a result. They also raised guidance for the rest of the fiscal year. So, that's obviously something you like to see uh, if you're a shareholder. Uh, is it all about the snacks with Pepsi? Because they're, if, you're, if we're just looking at liquids, their results appear to be pretty similar to Coca-Cola's. Yeah, I, well, and they typically are, right? And, and both of them have made forays into the Less unhealthy or arguably healthier, uh, you know, soda not sodas, well, sodas as well, but uh, other other liquids, and so that's the trend that's going to continue. We're all going to be badgered into eating and drinking healthier as time <laughs> goes by, by either those who love us or society or whoever, uh, and uh, you know, or our employer, right? Our employer here at the Motley Fool is uh, working on on getting us to eat healthier, drink healthier. So, I mean, those are trends that are not specific to my house or my place of employment (laughs) or or anything like that. And but meanwhile, there are uh, millions and millions of people who are addicted to their brand and and their you know form of caffeine, and and they'll continue to to drink it. And you know, new uh, new. Drinkers will be more attracted to other things. That is something that you know I think can get lost when we talk about this trend that is now in its second decade in North America of soda sales, soda consumption declining, and it is. 
But no one should think for a moment that just on an absolute level, Coca-Cola and Pepsi aren't selling massive amounts of soda, because they are. It's just that in North America, it is on this slow and steady decline. Right. I mean, you've got the Super Bowl ads, uh, to, just to take something out uh, as, as something that is in Pepsi's uh, you know, corner. And in the other corner, there are you know, the health arguments. And it, it's a fair fight. You know? I mean, Pepsi is able to bludgeon our senses with, with their ads in very, you know, often amusing and, and effective ways of, of keeping its brands in our minds. And, and uh, there's a reason why people have been drinking these things for forever now. It's forever, right? It's, it's pretty much forever. Where do you think Pepsi is in the debate on spinning off the snack division? It seems like that has quieted down, but at some point in the last 12 months, it seemed like people were, and maybe Carl Icahn was, was the person. I know there was someone who was sort of banging the drum for Pepsi should really consider just spinning off the snack division altogether. That, that strikes me as... Uh, I don't want to say short-sighted, but that strikes me as something that whatever benefit would come from it uh, would be short-lived. It really, I mean, particularly when you look at quarters like this, where it's like, wow, if if the snack company is an entirely different publicly traded company, then PepsiCo, the beverage company, is basically doing what Coca-Cola is doing, which is, uh, you know, depending on what part of the planet you're talking about either marginally okay or not that great. Right. Well, you get diversification from having two things, which are pretty highly correlated, but not perfectly correlated. The salty and, you know, um, the salty snacks business and the and the soda business. Uh, both of them are going and will continue to add healthier things to each of their, their lineups. Uh, but, you know, Pepsi's had success with spinning off a major, major part of the company before, um, that being, you know, Yum Brands. So uh, that worked out well, really, for everybody. And and I don't know uh, whether it's in their interest to, to do it right now, but I'm sure at the right price, you know, it, it always makes sense to, you know, consider is your capital best allocated in this package or, you know, in two separate packages or, you know, to sell off a division uh, is also always possible. Second quarter profit for the wonderful people at Comcast was up 15%. Uh, It was another great quarter. Another great quarter. They lost 144,000 customers in the quarter, but that was uh, fewer customers than a year ago. For all the talk, and we will get into this in a moment, for all the talk of the horrible customer service at Comcast, this is a stock that continues to perform well. Over the last year, it's up more than 20%. Yeah, when you talk about the horrible customer service at Comcast. I mean that's that's a series of shows in its own. Are we going <laughs> to we're not we'll get to that. We'll uh, get to that. Yeah, it's it's a cable people are unplugging from various methods of of getting their uh video and and getting more of it online and uh you know, but Comcast is is highly entrenched in in most uh homes where it's a you know, where it's the only thing available. Um, the monopoly power it has in so many of its of its areas, and uh, 144,000 is a lot of people at at one level, you know. But they can afford, given all the other things that they have, to to bleed customers at that pace. Uh, they've they've got, you know, the, the internet and, and they've got 
they are beneficiaries as well of you know people spending more time on the internet. You were on vacation last week, as you mentioned earlier. You were upstate New York, and pretty secluded uh, because we we had talked earlier in the week about how there, you know, at one point you're you're on a boat on the lake. There's no cell service. You you were pretty remote, and yet I think the only email I got from you last week was about this story from last week where there was a I think a reporter who was a customer who was a customer of Comcast who called Comcast to cancel his service. He recorded the phone call and it was about 10 minutes of back and forth where the Comcast customer service person was just repeatedly saying, well, we're giving you faster internet. Why? Basically, not doing what the guy asked, where the guy's saying, I'm just calling to cancel my service. Please just cancel my service. And the guy wouldn't do it. And this was one of those things that went viral. And Comcast corporate had to apologize and say, oh, but we're, we're sorry for this horrible experience. And it, it was uh, for anyone who is a current or former Comcast customer, you see this story and you're just sort of smiling and nodding like, oh, yeah, that's we, what it's Yeah, like. we have each. We have a current and we have a former. <laughs> right, And right. I'm, I'm a former. Uh, and and I, I luckily got to move uh, and and uh, discontinue Comcast. Uh, and I don't re- recall having the same difficulty in, in canceling. Um, but that was one of the, you know, major joys of moving was getting out of, of uh, an area where Comcast had basically a whole you know lockdown on the service because I had a terrible experience uh, many many times uh, regarding you know getting getting them to take care of things uh, as, as I'm sure you know their competitors I, I, I don't know that there's any great reason to believe that their competitors are significantly worse at customer service than Comcast I mean Comcast has one of the most hated brands when they come up with these are the lowest customer satisfaction. Yeah. You know, but they're in like the top five and, and they're a lot of And era. consistent. They've been in the top five oh, yeah. for a oh, while. For, with good reason. Yeah. You know? Uh, they've earned it. They've earned it. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, this was a, you know, I think this started, the recording started something like 10 minutes into the call that the, the right. guys. Uh, and it was not a reporter, but I think an AOL uh, and who had the previous record for terrible customer service. You know, a, a recording going viral of, of somebody trying to discontinue their AOL. Oh, right. Uh, you know, that was years ago. Uh, but it, so, I mean, this is some a little tiny bit of a black eye with Comcast, but not all that much because everybody already knows it. Everybody already knows their experience with Comcast is likely to be you know, one of difficult customer service. And I imagine Comcast will moderately change. I think the reason this happened is that the uh, customer service agent was not empowered to cancel them until they had answered certain questions and he had to like enter things into fields, you know, and just was because of their system had to keep asking these questions. Right. Uh, so they'll maybe tweak that a little bit, but it'll, they'll still... You know, tell you they'll be there sometime between one and eight, and you know, <laughs> get there at eight thirty. Do you think there comes a point where Brian Roberts, the CEO, says this is a priority for us? We're going to fix this. This is important to us because, as we've talked before about, well, you've made the point in the past about Starbucks that it's amazing that Starbucks has done as well as it's done for as long as it has, without ever 
prior to the and this was in the wake of the La Belange acquisition, without ever really getting food right. Which, if you think about it, that's kind of a big thing. Starbucks has done coffee very well for a long time. They've never really gotten food right. I happen to think that they've they've done right with the La Belange acquisition, but. I look at Comcast is sort of the same way, where it's like it's amazing that they're doing as well as they are. It's amazing that the stock is doing as well as they are, and they are hated. Yeah, uh, it yes and no. I mean, it would it would be good for them to throw a few more dollars at, at customer service and streamline. But you know, if 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 they make it hard for people to leave, they get some money out of that, right? And uh, Comcast has more people who are locked into. Dealing with Comcast, and if Starbucks doesn't have the food you want to eat, you walk to the place next door and you get food there. Uh, Comcast and, and what it is dealing in doesn't have that same level of of competitor threat. Uh, but you know, you, you would think that at some point they would they would focus on we would like to be better thought of, uh, and the, the and and to figure out a way in which. Throwing the money at producing a better customer experience would translate into more profits. I mean, if 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 their calculations show, look, making people wait fifteen minutes to get through on a call doesn't cost us any money. You know, if we gave people service in that first minute, that would just that's a lot of money. People will stay. Our test show people will stay on the phone for however long it takes to get through to us. I believe. That one of the reasons, and then we'll move on. I believe one of the reasons this is not getting more attention, or and has not historically gotten more attention, is Comcast is not available in New York City. If Comcast were available in the biggest media market in the United States of America, you would have more people having these experiences, and the drum would be uh, banged a lot more and a lot more loudly. And if, in fact, the Time Warner acquisition goes through and we do see people in New York City who now have Comcast I, I think that's the yeah, this that's is just a slap at Philadelphia isn't it, it is Philadelphia not. is not important enough for anybody to take notice of huge problems caused by its its greatest company it is just a mathematical fact it is not as big a media market as New York City as I mentioned at the top it is national hot dog day. I thought yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, I, I, Are we going to go out to that that hot dog place? We should go out today. I, uh, uh, yeah, I get that. my <laughs> my, my day's kind of busy, but maybe tomorrow. At some point this week, we should go. It'll There's, probably be crowded today. Well, that's that's what I'm thinking. We go tomorrow when it's not National Hot Dog Day. But uh, I went over the weekend to a Washington Nationals game. It was my first game of the season. Going, they got really good hot dogs. At Nationals Park, and I was reminded a dog or a sausage. It was a hot dog. Hot dog. It was a hot dog, and I was reminded that not every ballpark has good hot dogs. No, I have heard from friends of mine who live out in Los Angeles that for all of the attention that the Dodger dog gets, partly because of the name, that's just a pretty good name. The Dodger dog, not actually a great hot dog. Well, I, I you're, was a reading, ba- you're a baseball fan. You've been to a bunch of ballparks. What's I, I was reading what uh, a review of the Fenway Frank. Okay, and and it was getting similarly poor reviews, despite being some sort of iconic thing. It's I got guess. a good name, but it's. I mean, alliteration is not enough for me. <laughs> you know, 
make that a, a purchasing priority. Alliteration gets you to buy the hot dog. It doesn't make you enjoy the hot dog. No, and I, I can't say that I know what the Fenway Frank experience is, although I've been to Fenway Park a couple of times. And, uh, you know, the, the Orioles uh, have good, good dogs, very well reviewed. You know, there's a, an issue of the Smithsonian. I'm not sure if it's just online, the current like online offering, or whether it's in the magazine, a review of ballpark dogs. Really? Yeah, and and I think uh, uh, Baltimore comes in very high there as well. And so, but, but you know, Baltimore is known uh, that stadium and for a lot of good parts of the stadium, including that that you can bring in your own food there and drinks at Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, but you we can be walking in, you know, with with a. I could a, just walk in with a pizza and a six pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drop us an email, radio at fool dot com. Not a six pack. Not a six pack of beer. You'd, you you no, know. I'd, I'd bring a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> pizza and a bottle of bourbon. Uh, radio at fool dot com. If you've got ballpark recommendations, ballpark hot dog recommendations, because that's what we're looking for. That really is. I mean, at the game, my wife said to me, she's like. It's like, I'm getting a hot dog. This is the only time I eat hot dogs is if I'm at a baseball game. You would assume Milwaukee ought to be pretty high. I would think so, because at at Washington Nationals games, they have, in the middle of the fourth inning, they have the race, the running of the presidents. And in Milwaukee, they have the same race, but it's not presidents, it's sausages. Right, and they, they, they started that. I mean, the DC's just a complete ripoff of the, the sausage race. I mean, a, a good. I mean, why not? Good. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. We. I mean, <laughs> who would you rather? Who would you rather be rooting for? One of the former presidents or like the bratwurst? The brat. The bratwurst. <laughs> <laughs> for insights like that and more, you can sign up for Declarations, the free monthly newsletter from Bill Barker and his colleagues at Motley Fool Funds. Just go to foolfunds.com. Just sign up with your email address right there on the main page, fullfunds.com. You get a free monthly newsletter from the Full Funds guys. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Carl Simon. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. 